This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, March the 29th, and your Philadelphia Phillies, ladies and gentlemen, are 1-0 and to start the season as we come off just an awesome opening day victory the Phillies throttle the Braves 10 to 4 a 10 spot folks a 10 spot as the Phillies offense did exactly what we expected it to even if it wasn't necessarily Bryce Harper doing it this offense able to put up some runs and put them up in a hurry at times yesterday down at the bank as the Phillies 1-0 in the season, and it really had a a special feel to it down there. I was able to go down to the game in right field, and and there was just an energy and an electricity to that ballpark that we haven't seen since 2011, since this team was making runs, Um, a real tension with each pitch. Everyone is is locked into what's happening on the field and, and erupting when things go well, and Bryce Harper starts it out when the Phillies take the field by coming out and doing the bow to the right field stands and the fist pump and everyone is losing their minds. It was just a cacophony of sound at Citizens Bank Park and it was just so great to hear that sound there again as it has been so long since that place has had that type of palpable excitement and electricity And the Phillies delivered on it. It wasn't just Bryce Harper coming out and bowing. And that was it. The Phillies came out and brought the thunder. Aaron Nola, first and foremost, gets his first one of the season, 1-0. And here's the funny thing. Nola goes six innings, allows one earned run. And he wasn't even that good. It was like bad Nola. Bad Nola is so much better than most other pitchers. Nola goes six innings, allows one earned run. Eight strikeouts, five walks, ties a career high. had three walks alone in the second inning. That's where he allowed the run. But otherwise, Nola just able to gut it out and do what aces need to do and put his team in a position to win the bullpen. Able to close it out from there. Hector Neris struggled a little bit, giving up a two-run homer to Matt Joyce. But uh, otherwise, the bullpen, for the most part, able to get the job done. Pat Neshek with a really nice defensive play in the ninth as well as he kind of closed it out there for them. But the big story from the Phillies today was the offense. Very clearly, when you put up double-digit runs, that's going to be the story. And it all started out, well, as quickly as it could have started out, as after Aaron Nola went 1-2-3 with the Braves in the first inning, new Phillies left fielder, former National League MVP, Andrew McCutcheon stepped to the plate and McCutcheon got a hold of the first pitch he swung at in his Phillies career and hit a bomb to right to, to left center field, uh, well over 400 feet. It looked like, at least from my vantage point, just a, a smoke shot. 
And the Phillies were up one to nothing very quickly. I'm a big fan of the movie Major League where uh, they talk about the old adage that whatever happens in your first at bat at the season is going to be a a uh, a sign of what your season will be. Let's hope that old adage is true as it doesn't get much better than your first batter going yard to start the season. Uh, the Phillies would uh, allow a run in the second as Nola struggled there having the three walks, but then they bounced back later, a couple innings later, as Odubel Herrera strikes with an RBI single up the middle. Really nice piece of batting from Odubel as Odubel able to go with the pitch and slaps a single up the middle. When Odubel's locked in, that's the type of Odubel we see, the guy who's locked in, who's focused, and who's taking pitches where they go and putting it where he needs to put it. That scores a run. Then Cesar Hernandez comes up and rips a shot down the left field line. Odubel comes around to score 3-1. to one. The Phillies would go on to put the lead even a little bit bigger, make it 6-1 to one an inning later. A uh, couple innings later, excuse me, as Michael Franco would step to the plate with Reese Hoskins. Hoskins leads the inning off with a walk, then a uh, couple outs, and um, Cesar, a really big at bat again as Cesar comes out with two outs, runner on first, and he's able to work a walk. Uh, a tough at bat there, gets on base, which leads to Mike. Miguel Franco fighting for that role. He gets their base job and then uh, looks like he wants to uh, wants to hang on to it as Franco goes yard, hits a monster shot, preyed on a mistake, uh, which is when Franco is uh, at his best. He still needs to be better against non-mistakes, but it was nice to see Mikey hit one out of the eight hole. He seems so comfortable in the eight hole. It is, uh, it's, it's wild, but uh, hey, whatever works. And then the Phillies would add a few more as Reese Hoskins would hit his first career Grand Slam. The Braves decide to intentionally walk Harper with runners on second and third. They say, we'll take our shot with Reese Hoskins, and Reese made him pay. And that is just awesome to see. That's the type of stuff we used to see with like Manny Ramirez and and David Ortiz. They would walk Ortiz to get to Manny, and it felt like every single time Manny would make them pay. I hope this is the start of that type of thing here as walking Harper to get to uh, to Hoskins. Maybe not such an obvious decision. Hoskins just crushed it. Just one of those no-doubters as soon as it hit the bat, you were like, see ya. And uh, and awesome Hoskins comes around, scores, does the curtain calls, the crowd just going absolutely wild. And Hoskins... Uh, to the point where he had to come back out and do the curtain call. Hoskins' first career Grand Slam, probably his first curtain call as far as I know. Um, haven't had enough fans of the games really to, to you know, have for a curtain call, but uh, this packed stadium with, uh, with the energy in there, the Phillies are so back, and I think it was really a pretense of things to come. This felt like a team that's going to contend. It felt like a team that wants those big moments that wants packed ballparks also a team that played much better defense than we saw last year we were expecting that and and even though we knew it wasn't going to be a stellar defensive squad certainly good enough yesterday JT Romuto sticks out really uh, for his work behind the plate is it felt like a ball never got by him he was just so good 
at blocking balls in the dirt and, and keeping the ball in front of him and then handling the staff. Jack Fritz, my buddy who I do the High Hopes podcast with, made a really good point saying that um, that after Nola's third walk in the second inning, Romuto came right out. And that's just a, a catcher knowing his pitcher, knowing how to call a game, knowing what needs to be done to settle him down. And Nola got out of the inning after that. So um, I think it was just a really impressive win. And, and look, you can't overreact to one game, two games, 10 games, 20 games. You know, it, it takes a while for these sample sizes, as Gabe and the analytic folks like to call it. Um, it, it takes a while for the, the sample size to catch up, you know, for it to, to actually matter, for it to be a realistic sample size that that it actually tells you something. Uh, moving forward, you know, there, we always talk about how June 1st, you start to get a real feel for who's real and who's not. And look, uh, it's only been one game, but... For a team that had high expectations coming in, especially a team that's expected to score a lot of runs, I don't think you could ask for more from the the first game. And it certainly, again, it, it had a different type of feel to it, a team that had a different type of feel. And when you really look at it, look, they put up a 10 spot because if the bottom three in the order hit, and not including the pitcher, obviously, but if Oduble, we talked a lot about Oduble, uh, you know, in the lead up to the season here and. I a big fan of the fact that he's been working with a sports psychologist trying to do some work on the between the years stuff, try and uh, you know visualize things and go through at bats where he had success and try and figure out what he did right and what he did wrong in other spots and try and repeat those good behaviors. Um, that's awesome. And certainly today we saw a, a locked in Oduble that, that big, big RBI hit ultimately that would give them the lead they would never relinquish, certainly early in the game, but um, really nice to see him there. And then Cesar was was doing Cesar things, the the RBI hit as well, and uh, and of course that big walk. Uh, you know, you know, it's one of those things where it's hard to get too excited about a walk, but um, uh, you know, we all know how important they are now, and uh, and that was a huge walk. It got the opportunity for Franco to come up and and do some damage, and then of course. Franco doing some damage. If they can get anything out of these guys, that top five is so tough. And we saw it today. I know that Harper didn't really do anything, struck out a couple of times, had the walk and scored the run, but his presence in that lineup made a difference. Look, first and foremost, as we just said, they walk him to get to Hoskins. That's that's already making an impact as, as ultimately leading to the Hoskins Grand Slam. But um, it really felt like that top five in the lineup is going to be so tough. Andrew McCutcheon, obviously, gets a big walk later as well. And, of course, that leadoff homer. Gene Segura, who I feel like we always forget to mention, but played very solid defense out there and had the uh, uh, beat out a single, an infield single, little dribbler, busted his butt down to first base, and then a bad throw, busts his butt to second base, and just a good base runner, aggressive out there, playing like the kind of guy we want to see play. Puts his bat on the ball. What a, what a novel concept. The hitter who actually makes contact. And then obviously Harper in the three-hole. Another caveat to Harper's first day with the Phillies. I think you also have to give him a bit of a pass. Is it did feel like he was swinging out of his cleats at times. It felt like Harper was trying to hit the long ball. And who can blame him, right? I mean, that would have been, uh, again, it was, a, it was really a perfect, perfect opening day. For the Phillies, I think the only thing you'd say you could have wanted you didn't get was a Bryce Harper home run, but don't worry. There will be many of those to come. 
Hoskins in the foral, as as we saw, he's going to make teams pay for for walking Harper for not wanting to face Harper in those spots, and um, certainly did yesterday. The mammoth grand slam, and then Romuto is such a, a patient, smart hitter, and and again, not somebody who made a huge impact yesterday offensively, but also had a big walk, scored a run, and also uh, again, just the the control of the the game from a catching perspective, the ability to keep everything in front of him. I just thought a, a a outstanding debut for him as a Philly as well yesterday. And again, hey, look, I know, I know, I know. We can't overreact to one game. They could come out on Saturday and get rocked. But I think that what we saw yesterday down at Citizens Bank Park was such a stark difference in a good way from anything we saw last season. There is just... Look, it's undeniable. There is so much offensive talent on this team. We know the pitching needs to hold up, but we got a preview yesterday of what this offense can do. It has the potential to be the best offense in the National League, especially if those bottom three guys are hitting. Then it becomes almost unstoppable. It becomes the kind of thing that pitchers just just dread going against. It wears you down. They make you see so many, make some throw so many pitches. They see so many pitches. They're such professional hitters. It's, um, man, it's so exciting when you think about what they've had here the last few years, especially you go back a few years with the Cedric Hunters and the Peter Borjoses and people like that. I mean, we got a real baseball team and uh, a team that is going to matter this year and they're going to be a part of the conversation. And the phase of baseball is here. And by the way, remiss if I don't mention the, the, Bryce Harper wearing the Fanatic cleats, which was just awesome. I mean, just so cool. And he wore the Pulp Fiction gritty Fanatic t-shirt before. He loves the Fanatic. This guy is just too good to be true from a, a off-the-field perspective. And uh, and just really just a, looks like a fun teammate. That's the other thing you feel with this team is, is the energy, the excitement was amazing both on and off the field. It also feels like this team was having a blast out there and they like each other and they want to make it fun. Harper with the cleats and the attitude and the bow and the he wants it to be fun because, hey, baseball should be fun. Same thing with Reese Hoskins. Same thing with McCutcheon who bowed to the fans after the home run. Like that was so cool too. Um, it's just a team that has a lot of likable guys. And then on top of that, they're a really talented club, a young, talented club with a, with a, such a bright future ahead of us. And opening day was, was the first foray into what is going to be a new era of Phillies baseball, an exciting, awesome new era. And, and who knows how high it'll go, but certainly a hell of a start yesterday as this team just came out and, did what they had to do and and took the team that won the National League East last year, a 90-win Brave team last year, and and really just dominated the game from start to finish. At no point did you feel like the Braves were in the game. Even when it was died 1-1, it didn't feel like they were in the game. And um, this offense just uh, just made them, made them work and uh, and put up runs. And, um, and again, it just seems like they had fun doing it. So, uh, all right, we'll come back in a minute. We're going to uh, continue to break down yesterday's awesome game and then look ahead to what's coming up for this team as they continue to hopefully keep playing baseball like they did yesterday. And again, one more shout out to the crowd, to the stadium, to anyone who's down there. It was, um, it was what a baseball game should feel like. And it's been a while here and understandable why, but 
It's been a while. And yesterday that ballpark had as much energy as it has since the Phillies were in the playoffs. And it was opening day. That is such an awesome thing. It is such a cool thing. And it's just exciting to have Phillies baseball back. And to talk about Red October. And to just um, have a filled ballpark. It used to be the coolest place to be. You know, it's not that long ago that Citizens Bank Park was the coolest spot in Philly on a summer night. The best spot to be. And it feels like that's going to happen again. It's happening again. And uh, it's awesome. So shout out to the Phillies for, for giving us this. Uh, shout out to Matt Klentak, King Klentak, for the amazing offseason he had that has put us in this situation. So uh, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about yesterday and lead in to the weekend as the Phillies off today. Nice to have an off day today. Uh, and then they... Finish out the series with the Braves this weekend before heading to Washington for two and then back home against the Twins. We'll get into all that more coming up in just a minute. It's Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today. James Seltzer as we revel in what was a, a absolutely perfect opening day experience yesterday with the Phillies. The, the dominance on the field the bashing, you know, of baseball, so the Bash Brothers, the new Bash Brothers, and Harper and Hoskins, the uh, the fun, the crowd, the excitement, um, and it's an awesome feeling. And the Phillies getting the job done yesterday, and and again, I think this team. Look, we still have to see the starting staff bear out. We have to see how the bullpen holds up, but they're gonna score runs. You know, if you want one takeaway from yesterday, and again, again, it's one game, and. Look, just because uh, the Mariners put up 12 runs yesterday doesn't mean that they're going to be a great offense. I'm, I'm not saying it's just because yesterday, but it's an offense that we expected to be good, and the pieces are there to be good. And when you saw it in action yesterday, it just made it feel more real, uh, feel more believable, feel more true. And it was great to see. It was awesome. And again, against a Braves team that is good and a team that is contending for the division title. Again, one game, one game, but a really great way to start off. And also, how about Gabe Kavler? Kavler getting the win 1-0 on the season, but uh, of course also didn't really have to do much. It was nice. We didn't have to see Kavler do too many uh, uh, moves that made people mad or anything like that. He just set his lineup. He let his boys go out and hit some runs, and he made some some bullpen moves. He didn't take Aaron Nola out after 68 pitches, so... Good things, right? Good things. We can all be happy with our manager for a little bit, which would be very exciting as well. So uh, just a, a great day. And again, uh, one more time, just how electric it was down there. I can't emphasize it enough. Get to the ballpark. If you got a chance to go this weekend, go um, you know, with the Twin Series next weekend. I'll be down there next Saturday, August 6th. Uh, certainly, certainly take the opportunity as uh, it's, it's a fun place to be again, and that is an awesome thing. All right, let's look ahead. Coming up. Uh, this weekend, the Phillies will look to continue their dominant start to the season. One game, but dominant nonetheless, as uh, they will finish out the series with the Braves. Two more the off day today, and then uh, I think they schedule those in in case the opening day gets rained out. They have an extra day, I believe. But uh, regardless, the Phillies will take the day off, and then tomorrow it is Nick Pavetta taking the hill. The breakout season begins tomorrow as Pavetta will take the hill against Bryce, not Bryce Harper, Bryce Wilson, Braves rookie Bryce Wilson, B-R-Y-S-E. So obviously our Bryce spells it cooler 
And uh, uh, should be a good spot for the Phils to grind up another young pitcher. Uh, uh, this is, uh, you know, they get two guys in a row here, rookies, as, um, uh, you know, Bryce Wilson has stuff and all that, but a, a rookie pitcher, an opportunity facing a really, really tough lineup in a ballpark that's going to be jumping. You got to feel pretty good about that matchup as uh, as Nick Pavetta really, uh, you know, everything that we've heard about Pavetta, all the people down at spring training when Jody Cameron and John Ritchie went down there for the midday show. They got asked, who's the the player that you're hearing the most about down there? Who's everyone most excited about? And and it was Nick Pavetta. Everyone was talking about Pavetta. Obviously, he looked great in spring training. And then uh, yesterday before the game, Jeff Passan in the season preview puts out that smart teams around baseball were trying to steal Pavetta away from the Phillies. And the Phillies were unwilling to do so because they believed Pavetta was about to take a big step forward. They they expected possibly two runs off his ERA, which would be insane. Then he's a Cy Young contender. Well, maybe not quite, but two sevens or whatever. That'd be that'd be pretty impressive. Either way, you look at Pavetta. Not only does he have the stuff, if he can just learn to finish out games, maybe um, as we've discussed before, add another pitch um, that he can at least use ten percent of the time just to throw some batters off at spots. Um, he does have all the the stuff to be able to break out. He is the underlying numbers say that he should break out the strikeout to walk rate, the ground ball percentage, all that type of stuff. Um, he's a really good pitcher with a lot of talent and I'm excited to see this start against good Braves lineup um, and see how this, this gets going here. See how, how different he looks from last season. And, and obviously we need more than one start to really get a feel, but Pavetta's getting the start in the two uh, second game of the season. And the Phillies clearly believe in him. And I know a lot of national people do as well. I believe in Nick Pavetta. I'm really excited to see Pavetta take the hill. And then game three of the series. How about that Sunday night baseball? The first Sunday night baseball game of the season. A 7.05 start after a 4.05 start on Saturday. 7.05. They moved it up an hour. Thank you, Sunday night baseball, from all the people who have to work on Mondays and like to watch Sunday night baseball. Appreciate it. Um, Sunday night, it'll be Jake Arietta taking the hill against Kyle Wright, another rookie for the Braves. I like Wright. He's got a lot of a lot of talent. But um, look, another spot with Arietta here, where um, it it's time for Jake to uh, to step up and uh, and earn his money. Right? I mean, look, he. Uh, I feel better about an Arietta bounce back season than I expected to. I like what I've heard from him. At at times, he's looked amazing in spring training's last start. 20 swings and misses, which is really impressive, something he struggled with a lot last year. But um, you also like to hear that he had the uh, torn meniscus last year, and that could have been an explanation for some of his issues. And I think that also for a guy like Arietta, who is so into his physical fitness and to, to being um, – properly, um, you know, physically ready for the season. I, I think that not having a spring training last year probably hurt him a lot, you know, not signing until March 11th or whatever it was, I think hurt him. Um, so while I wouldn't be shocked at all if Arietta just is who he is now and, and we don't see anything much better than what we saw last year, I do think that the combination of a, a better infield defense out there for him and more importantly, um, having a full off season to work on, on, pitching and, and being healthy and, and all that, and then adding in a spring training, a full spring training, being in the same team, all that type of stuff. I feel better about Arietta this year than I expected to or than I did last year. So 
It's going to be another interesting start on Sunday night, especially in a big spot. Sunday night game, Arietta getting the ball, going up against, as, as we said before, a very good, solid-to-good Braves lineup. It's pretty exciting, uh, and I really I really hope we see Nick Pavetta and Jake Arietta show us something in these starts. And look, again, it, it whether they do or don't does not mean that they will or won't for the rest of the season, but... I know for Phillies fans, I think we would all breathe a collective sigh of relief, at least to start, if if these guys can go out and and, and twirl some good games for us because it feels like this offense is going to score runs. So um, if the pitching can back them up, we could really have something here. All right, uh, we will be back next week, Monday, to break down the weekend of action and look ahead as the uh, Phillies will head to Washington for a two-game series before hosting the Twins next weekend. Um, we will dive into all that next week as uh, we are here every single day talking Phillies baseball with you because it is awesome to do so because uh, the Phillies are fun and good again and uh, and it's a privilege. So um, thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week and uh, hopefully the Phillies can get it done and we're going to be talking about a couple more wins after this season. So once again, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.